You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Receiver discussion. So as we know, uh, James Washington went out uh, with a Jones fracture. He'll be out six to ten weeks. I... Talking to some folks, it sounded like the anticipation is, I don't know if you've heard this, sound like the anticipation was a little bit closer to the further end. Yeah. They we're talking more like 10 weeks instead yeah. of six. Yeah. Um, but with James Washington out now, this is Stephen Jones had already told uh, 105 through the fan in Dallas, told uh, one of our shows there that, uh, you know, they were already looking at receiver before Washington got hurt. Now James Washington has got hurt, so you would assume that, okay, they're going to be out there, they're going to be looking. I know you guys got to talk to uh, Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones on G-Bag Nation yesterday. In fact, uh, let's play that clip real quick here, uh, and then we'll react to it. What makes you so confident that you don't need to go find another wide receiver? Let's do a little football here, and that's amongst the news items. Well, confident may not be the word, but okay. but what is the word is that uh, there is progress stopping in everything. And uh, this does give this group, until uh, uh, yesterday, have certainly shown spurts or shown plays that they deserve to stay in consideration. And so we really need to look to, first of all, that's what we've got in hand is this group of receivers. And we've got some receivers that can do some, have shown they can do some good things and are doing more things today than they did yesterday. And so uh, uh, Tobert leads the list of the young ones that I'm talking about. Let's give these guys a chance. I don't want to be out here pushing, be aggressive as far as being going outside, looking at what free agents right now or otherwise. So I don't, I don't think it's urgent at all. Uh, I think we've got a lot of ways to throw the ball and a lot of people that can get it and um, uh, uh, possibly uh, that could do good. Maybe it'll cause more balls to go Lamb's way. Maybe that ought to be done. Uh, Sometimes when he's uh, not necessarily the right guy to go to because of the coverage, maybe that'll cause another ball to go his way. Why not? How much more of that is as a receiver for Tony Pollard? You mentioned C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and Pollard as big reasons why you don't want to go out and maybe bring in a receiver right now. Would you like to see him used as more of a receiver? Well, are we counting our out-of-the-backfield throws and sweeps and screens? And I mean, the throw on the sweep. That, to me, is the ideal way to maximize getting the ball to him cleanly so that he can do what? Tuck it and do his thing and go. Uh, I I don't have a lot of experience. We don't. uh, But I don't have the vision of him going up and making the catches in the middle and uh, going up on the sideline down the field and those kinds of things. And uh, frankly, let's be candid, he hasn't spent a lot of his career 
preparing himself to do that. Right. So uh, where I see his receiving, could he uh, do crossing routes up a storm? I think he's got the kind of hands. Make no mistake, he can really catch the ball. So, Brian, uh, you listen to Jerry there. Sounds he, – he wants this to be a, a chance for the young guys to compete, but you, you thought James Washington was important enough that you signed him several months ago and thought you needed him for that. Uh, you've got no Michael Gallup. Uh, to start the season on, in all likelihood, you, you, you're not going to have James Washington, and you're you're going through a lot of different changes now. We've seen a ton of first-team reps for Dennis Houston. Uh, we're seeing Vasher get in there, Noah Brown. We'll circle back to that in a second, but what do you take from what Jerry says about, you know, hey, we're, we're going to let these young guys figure it out? You know what? I can totally understand. Now, when Jerry Jones says something about his personnel, it's talking to Will McClay. It's talking to Mike McCarthy. It's talking to the position coach. So Jerry's not on his own going to come up and say, hey, we got to do something uh, at wide receiver. Uh, This is a group that has a lot of discussion. I've worked in that room before. I know how this all works. So with that being said, uh, I think Jerry's looking at, they're looking at a couple different angles here. One is you could feel like that Washington was a bridge to get you to Gallup. Yes. And maybe Gallup is further along than people know. So their their sense of urgency to bring in a receiver is not that strong because of Gallup. Maybe they feel like Gallup will miss the first game. Let's see what happens the second game. Yep. The next thing that you could feel about it with this situation is that they really do love their young guys. They really do want to see what, in fact, that they can get from Vasher, what they, you know, what they can get from uh, Tolbert. You know, they, they do believe that. They want to see that. You know, Noah Brown has stepped up, you know, sixth-year vet. You know, he's never had a really a primary role, but maybe they're like, well, let's just see. Maybe this is when the light comes on for him in that way, and you get it like you got Cedric Wilson last year. Yep. That type of thing. So, I or... They're also in a situation uh, where they don't particularly like anybody that's on the street right now, yes, and they, and they particularly don't want to trade for anybody. And you know, I've reached out to a bunch of my my friends around the league and tried to get names, names like Darius Slayton, uh, Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager, Preston Williams. These are names that my buddies around the league are saying, "Hey, if you're going to go trade for a guy." Maybe those would be where it's at. Now, yesterday, uh, they lost Chester Rogers, who uh, we talked about was going to sign with the Houston Texans. We were on top of that. Yeah, we were, we're ahead of Chester top. Rogers so, so, a month ago. Talking yeah, about exactly. Exactly. You know, and then, you know, that's kind of where, it, you know, and then Will Fuller. Well, I asked somebody in the organization about Will Fuller, and I said, uh, hey, you know, is Will Fuller just too banged up all the time? And the answer I got was, he's hurt a lot yeah. and I can't bring somebody in that's hurt a lot yeah which so, I, I think is something that you and I you, as you've astutely pointed out the buzzword this year at camp for them is availability yeah that, that's a big reason why they did Lyle Collins Randy Gregory and Amari Cooper aren't there to them they want people who are available especially when you talk about look we need a bridge to Michael Gallup yeah and and if we don't have that bridge to Michael Gallup um 
you, you know, if we go out and sign somebody and then they immediately get hurt and it just puts us back in the same cycle, right. this, this is wasted time. Yeah, you don't want to spend $4 million on Will Fuller and then have him get hurt and then you can't use him when you absolutely need him and now that's a cap problem. I mean, they've got cap money. Don't, don't please don't come after me because they, I know they have cap Ryan money. understands you guys. But I, I will say this, He though, also knows what a sluggo is. Yeah, I heard, I heard some whispers yesterday uh, out at the tennis court where we, we work and Stephen Jones was telling some folks that there's a couple of guys out there that are not healthy right now or not ready for camp or getting in shape that they're looking at. Now, I'm not saying this is Odell Beckham because that one's not until November. That, yeah. that's, that's a way off the one. So we need to kind of figure out who is out there that is getting in shape or getting ready to be in shape so they could possibly work them out and bring them in. That's a whisper that I heard yesterday from somebody in the organization. Talking about the guys that are here now, that they're looking at, that they're banking on, that they want to see how they perform, uh, let's run through some of these names real quick and just what we've thought of them overall. Uh, I personally, I was really excited about Jalen Tolbert the first week of camp. I had him as one of my winners. These first two days of practice, the pads have come on, and I felt like he's been pretty anonymous. He, he made a nice catch on a deep crosser, uh, in seven-on-seven seven yesterday, but team period, he's not really done much at all. And yesterday, no. he, he had a he had to go up, high point a ball, and he dropped it. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't an easy catch, but it's a catch he needs to make, especially if he's going to be a starter. Um, so Tolbert, Tolbert, disappointing to you at all since these uh, these pads have come on? Yeah, that's where you know th- this is kind of a disadvantage that you have with watching practice too. Mike McCarthy doesn't do a lot of one-on-one stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, no, usually, not like Garrett. Yeah, usually with Garrett, you would get a period or two periods of one-on-one where you could see receivers working against defensive backs, you know, with no line, but they're the ball and then making catches and separation. I think Mike McCarthy doesn't want his guys to get embarrassed, whether it's offense or defense. It's a weird – I'm trying to kind of figure out why he doesn't do any one-on-one stuff, but it might be that he just doesn't want to show that to people in the stands or people watching or the media. And then we make a big deal about, you know, uh, uh, Kelvin Joseph getting co- uh, toasted or right. or Tolbert not catching any balls. So I think that he does that to maybe protect his players a little bit from the eyes of the media. Maybe when we get back to the, to the star and we're not – watching practice and they're working on maybe you'll see some of that one-on-one oh, stuff yeah, they, now they work on a lot of stuff that they don't let us see yeah in yeah. fact during the regular season just to to you know pull back the curtain a little bit i, I think sometimes fans assume like we're standing out there practice every day for the full practice we're no, not not at during all. the regular season they let us see about 15 to 20 minutes and in, it's in that, stretching in that 15 to 20 minutes you really can't see much at all yeah, yeah. It's stretching maybe a couple of you know routes against air yeah but it's kind of the point like even under uh mike mccarthy the, the quarterbacks, 95% of the time, will not come out until we go inside. Yeah. So we don't see Dak most days. Yeah. And, and I think that's to avoid things like, you remember when Dak got the shoulder hurt before right. the Eagles game in 2019? Right. And we were all out there going, what's he going to do? It's, I think it's just to avoid things like yeah. that, probably. Yeah. They know, 
they know the optics well, of the quarterback. And well, we don't see the one on one, which would give us a good evaluation of really how far maybe these receivers are. Yeah, you know, and it has to come in the seven on seven periods. It has to come in the team periods. It has to come in the uh, red zone periods. And to your point about Pulbert, you know, just the first couple of practices, you kind of expected a, a lot more, and you've gotten just a little taste of of, of what he can do. We've mentioned Fajoko Brown and uh, uh, T.J. Vasher as guys that have, have stood out. Houston is Houston has Houston's, got a lot of work. Houston's getting a lot of opportunities. I want to circle back to him, but just really quickly on Fajoko Brown and Vasher. How would you stack those in terms of what you think you've seen from them? Like your preference for, hey, I yeah. think I'd like this guy to be getting snap. You know, I'd like this guy to get snaps when the regular season starts. I think what you you look at is it's been Brown. Yep. I think it's been Vasher, and then I think it's been Simi Fajoko. Simi, I think the one thing about Simi is that Simi does find a way to put himself in position to make plays. They had a uh, tip ball the other day. Schultz, yep. he threw a ball to the flat. It went off Schultz's hands. He happened to be standing there. Good reactions to to make the catch. But all three of those guys, when you when you say, you know, you, I think Brown clearly has been the best. Could you flip Fajoko and Vasher? Sure. Either way. Just, you know, throw a blanket over them and, and you got the guys. But yeah. I, I clearly think that Brown has been the best of those three. Yeah, I, I, and I'd agree with that. On this front with Dennis Houston, because I think there are a lot of people asking us questions about it. Look, yesterday when they got into team period, they started out with two tight ends, McEwen and uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. And when they were out there with the two receiver sets with James Washington, it was not Tolbert in there at first team. No. It was Houston and Lamb. Yeah. So there, there's something they like about Dennis Houston. Well, I haven't noticed him as much. Even when yeah. he's been in their first team reps, I really haven't seen a lot from Dennis Houston that made me go, oh, wow, he's popping. I thought Brandon Smith has popped more. Yeah, he made a catch on the outside. I thought that Joseph was going to knock the ball down on an out. And it just somehow, some way, Houston made the play, I believe, going away. And so, you know, that's kind of the stuff you see with him. The question was asked to Mike McCarthy about with the way the receivers are, do you have to, do you have to kind of say what players deserve reps with Dak? Yeah. So Mike McCarthy was making it sound like that if you're going to get work with Dak, you're going to get it by earning reps, earning those reps. So evidently they feel like that Houston has earned the right to take reps with Dak. Yeah, and I mean, look, like like I mentioned, we got to see what they had eight practices over the spring, and we got to see three of them uh, yeah. or, or three out of like ten so to be fair, there's a lot of stuff like like they were working with Tyler Smith at left tackle before we ever got a chance to see it. Yeah. Um. And so the, the, it could be that Dennis Houston's doing a lot in some of these practices that we're not able to see. Brian, I'll ask you to look into your crystal ball with with no James Washington, with Michael Gallup in all likelihood not ready for the start of the season. I, I think it's obviously Lamb. Uh, it's Tolbert. Who do you think is the third receiver that's going to get the majority of the reps week one against Tampa Bay? Kind of feel like right now it's got to be Noah Brown. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I I don't it, but they're going to they're going to manipulate this where it turns into Noah Brown, but it also turns into Pollard. It turns into Schultz. It turns in. I mean, they're going to try and play formations that allow uh, them to play around potentially not having another receiver on that field. Yeah, I think that, you know, what you end up seeing probably is a lot of uh, 
lot of 12 personnel. Yeah. I'd bet. Game initially. One. Game initially, one, I, yeah. bet, I bet there's a lot of 12 personnel yeah. against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you're listening to The Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 